millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey. But it's your Friday. It is your Friday. Or Happy Thursday, Friday. depending where you're in the world. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hello, how you doing? You, me, and a poltergeist. That's it, that's the name. I'm Belinda, that's Brayden. Hey. You should know our voices apart by now. One's female, one's male, that we identify as. I'm the male, Brayden's female. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding, it's the other way around, clearly. Oh. So, um... How's your day, babe? Monday, work? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, Things got a little weird at work, you know. But it just happens to me, so you know what (laughs) What happened? Oh, I don't know, just technical jargon. Oh, okay. You know. Technical jargon. Things that no one else will understand except maybe people who operate laser cutting machines. We don't know who exactly listens. Maybe there is someone. All right, all you laser cutter machine people out there, you know when you just get that weird burr on the cut and it's just strange and you can't get the connection between, you know, the uh, fucking, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what about you, babe? How was your day? I was good. I um I finished the, so I did most of the household washing yesterday. Um, I say household because I did my parents as well. I was oh, about yeah. to say sorry. Thank you for doing and like making my drawers really tidy. That was very nice. Yeah, I kind of just put the clothes on top of the mess. Okay, so except it... for the your undie drawer, I always fix that up because it's the easiest. But I'm yeah. sick and tired of refolding and so refolding those and refolding other ones are your shirts. Like... And your pants, and I do it all the time. I refold. I sometimes, babe, I just like you know what? That's it. I gotta just do it. Crack my knuckles, sit down on the tiles, and refold your two bottom drawers. I reckon I need to go through my shirt drawer because yeah, how many clothes I don't wear? I never see you wear any of that. Honestly, and the clothes that I see you wear, you wear them like three times every day in the same week. You know what I mean? I mean. You know what I mean? You wear the same three outfits all week. It's it's both work a, clothes, a pair of trackies, and a shirt. Sometimes a pair of shorts at the moment. It, it's both a uh, blessing and a curse. But when I get when I get That's something it. I like, when I get something I like, I will do that thing all the time, or I'll wear those clothes all the time. Yeah, remember when I when I first got that pink dress? All I did was wear it. Exactly. And now. I wore it so much, I, there's a hole in it, and I gotta, I've got to fix the <laughs> hole in it. I didn't chuck out that shirt, by the way. I've um, okay, it's just in the basket there. 
because I put it aside to repair, but you said jerk it out. And so it out. all my undies keep on getting holes right directly in the bum. I don't know if I have like a <laughs> super high pressure fart butt. Super or high what? pressure fart butt, absolutely. <laughs> that better not be the name of this episode. <laughs> no, I just, I, I've already got a really good name for the episode. Okay. I can't tell you yet. All right. I'll all tell right. you when I come across it. This is an exciting start to the I was about to say, should we mix it up and talk about something else? Yeah, we got our vaccinations on Saturday. we did. Yes, we did. So we can see our baby niece. Belinda had to get two and I I only had to get one. Yeah, because you got the tetanus tetanus and whooping cough needle last year when you got yourself cut at work. But we we, um, also got our flu vaccine. Yeah. So we can do something fun. Did your doctor as well explain to you in absolute depth that the flu vaccine does not cover COVID-19? Which is pretty well clear because it's a new virus. But I I was sitting down getting ready for the vaccine. She's like, now I just want to let you know that this does not cover covid and i was like yeah you know i i get it it's for the influenza strange because yeah so but i've got to tell you people have just they're coming in thinking it's gonna protect them and it's not i was like yeah no i know like i'm just (laughs) getting this because one i work with the general public and two i want to see my baby niece yeah i want to see her and hold her so you want to see a baby you want to see a little baby hey i've never had a flu well i probably have had a flu vaccine in my life but in I wanna, school. Maybe not recently, though. I want to know if this thing actually stops me from getting sick. How long do these last for? They're yearly. If this stops me from getting a flu for a year, I'm going to fucking get this thing yearly. You're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, from now on, I definitely it, will. Um, You have... I think like an 80% less chance of getting sick. So there's only 20% chance of getting sick after having the flu vaccine. An altered immune system via... You literally have an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Maybe I should invest (laughs) some money in flu shots every now and then. Yeah. Build your immunity to some shit. God, Mouse is snoring like a madman. He's had a big day. Good boy. Following me outside, doing all the... Washing. He's a little shadow. He is. He's all. He's my shadow when you're not here. Oh, he's so cute. He is my absolute best friend when you aren't here. <laughs> <laughs> when you're here, fuck who? Who the fuck's mum? You know? He still loves you. Yeah. That's really cute that he follows you around. He does, and uh, every time he went outside today, he had to bark and carry on. Well, he's got to let the public know. I'm outside with mum. We do want some fucking laundry. Get fucked. Oh. That's not what he sounds like. He sounds so much more pathetic than that. So, <laughs> speaking of dogs, what are we talking about today, babe? Uh, <laughs> stuff. Paranormal things. Right. Uh, supernatural, if you will. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows this, but this is a paranormal comedy podcast. What? And we say comedy because we like to think that we're funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the comedy part is just our opinion. It's just us. <laughs> we don't make fun of the events, but I've I'm doing a pretty infamous hotel. Cool. What are you doing, babe? Something. I can't tell yet. Because it'll just give it away. Yeah, exactly. So who's going first? You mean You are. And Debris? Yeah, yeah. That movie, exactly. What do you got for us, babe? I haven't even seen that movie. Really? I have. It has <laughs> Alan Wilson in it, I think. 
Oh, I love Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. We went wow, wow, and then mouse snored in the background. <laughs> very good. It's very cute at the moment. Molly, Mouse, and Priscilla all all sleeping in the same section, but Molly and Priscilla are sleeping the same way. And it's just—it's like a, a spoon. If you could see, it's very, very cute. Yes. What you got, babe? Hit the people with it. Well, honey, I'm sure you're you're you <laughs> are curious know why there is a picture on my laptop screen. I was wondering what the heck that was, but it's sort of at an angle where I can't quite make out what it is. Well, good. So I'm doing... Oh, so exciting. The Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Cool. Hell yeah. It has been renamed to uh, Stay on Main. Oh, not as... To distance itself from its horrific past. Ah, well, too bad it's following them around. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it will never be able to escape its past. It should do what every other fucking hotel does and just make Run a thing of it. it. Run yeah. with it. Run with it. Petition to rename the hotel back to its original name. So I want to ask you, Brayden, and everyone else listening, do you remember that video that went viral in 2017? And sorry, 2013, not 2017. 2013 of a young woman running in and out of an elevator looking down a hotel oh. hallway several times. She looked panicked and as if she was running from someone or arguing with someone. No matter how many buttons she pressed in, in the elevator, the doors wouldn't close until after she had left and run away. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I have so the worst goosebumps right now. Eerie and creepy oh. to watch. That's the only video I could not. It's not a very long video, and I've watched a lot of paranormal videos, but it's one of the only videos that I cannot watch fully. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. Yeah, it's just the. The creepiest, creepiest video. You never see her face, but just the body language shows a kind of she's, terror. She's scared. That, yeah, that is undescribable. And I mean, viewer discretion advised, but go and look at the fucking video. It's horrific. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it. I mean, nothing bad in the video happens. Like, literally nothing bad happens, but... But it's scary. It's the vibes that are coming from it that you're just like... <laughs> oh, something bad's happened to this lady. Well, anyway, I'm already fucking freaked out, so let's go. This is the story of the Cecil Hotel and the horrors that have occurred. Dun, dun, dun! So this place is so terrifying that an entire season of American Horror Story was based around it. Season five, the hotel season. Uh, the one that has Lady Gaga in it. Cool. I've watched it all. It was pretty good. I really liked it. It gave me creepy vibes, as does the whole American Horror Story. But are your eyes okay? You're watering. Yeah, I'm watering like a fucking fountain over That's Brayden's sign of, like, when something's really creepy. Yeah, I can't help it. It's not like I'm crying. My eyes are just start fucking <laughs> pouring. Just start watering. <laughs> so, two serial killers spent time at the Cecil Hotel. Richard Ramirez, a.k.a. AKA the Night Stalker, was from El Paso, Texas, and one of the most infamous Satanists, serial rapist, murderer, and burglar that was convicted of 13 murders, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries, and stayed at the hotel in the 1980s. 
I think it was nine of his victims were... Oh no, I don't think it was nine. Uh, there was like a specific number, I didn't write it down, of his victims were murdered in the time he was staying at that hotel. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> it's off to a great start. And then the second serial killer to stay there was Jack Unter Unterweger, an Austrian serial killer who murdered 11 women in multiple countries, including three at the hotel during the 1990s, and they were mainly sex workers. Oh. Did he murder them in the hotel? I think so. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't want to look too into the... I know I know about Richard Ramirez, but I didn't want to look too into Jack Unterweger because I was going to go on like a tangent yeah. of serial killer <laughs> <laughs> research. And that's not, that's not this podcast. We're not, you know... That's our other podcast. That's other podcasts that we don't aren't on, <laughs> yep. unfortunately. So the first documented suicide at the Cecil was reported in 1931 when a guest named W.K. Norton died in his room after taking poison capsules. Ah. Throughout the 1940s and 1950s, more suicides at the Cecil occurred. By the 1960s, long-time residents had begun to call the Cecil the suicide. Fucking it hell. also became a notorious rendezvous spot for adulterous, adulterous couples, drug activity, and prostitution. Or I should say sex work. Sorry. Oh, well. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> In September 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell awoke in the middle of the night with stomach pains while she was staying at the Cecil with Ben Levine, 38. Now, a little bit of a trigger warning, and also, this is one of my biggest fears that's just going to happen to me. I just feel like it's going to happen to me one day. It's one of my biggest fears. She went to the bathroom so as not to disturb a, um, a sleeping Levine. And to her complete shock, gave birth to a baby boy. What the fuck? I'm so scared that one day I'm just going to give birth. <laughs> like, I'm not going to know I was pregnant. I'm just going to give birth. Okay, so, so far, that was that already had me hooked. Like, oh, holy shit, that's fucking scary. But it gets worse. So, um, trigger warning. She had no idea she had been pregnant, mistakenly thinking her newborn was dead... Purcell threw her live baby out the window and onto the roof of the building next oh door. Oh my god. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. At her trial, she was found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity and she was admitted to a hospital for psychiatric treatment. This is... <laughs> Not a paranormal comedy podcast. This is just straight up horrific, fucking terrifying podcast. But there's some dark history to this hotel, and you all need to know it. Please continue terrifying because one us. Day, one day, we're going to stay there. I don't want to anymore. No, we go. No, I don't want to. No, we going to do it. We going to do it. In 1947. Actress Elizabeth Short, dubbed by the media as the Black Dahlia, which have you, if you have not read up about the Black Dahlia murder, please go ahead and do it. It's one of the most mysterious murders. I love it. 
I mean, don't if you don't want to see gruesome crime scene photos, but it's amazing. I love it. In a... Not in like a... I just like it, okay? I like true crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Um, so, she was rumoured to have been spotted drinking at the Cecil's Bar in the days before her notorious and to-date unsolved murder. Her mutilated body was found only a few miles away. Oh my god. Can you summarise what the Black Dahlia murder is for Oh, do you not know? No. Okay, well. So, it happened upon, in the, I think it was, yeah, the late 1940s, this passerby was walking their dog, I'm pretty sure, and thought they saw a mannequin in, like, a, a, a mannequin in the grass nearby. Yeah. Upon further inspection, it was a female body that had been really well surgically cut in half and mutilated. What the fuck? And it was the actress Elizabeth Short. But they have no idea who did it they oh, have ideas like suspects God. maybe but they have no idea who did it whoever did it though must have been a surgeon or studying medicine in some type of way because that's how precise the um incisions and cuts and mutilation is i'm not even getting within a the crime scene radius of this place the crime scene photos are horrendous Oh, so that's what you were describing. The Black Dahlia. You've seen this lady cut in half. Oh, yeah. I love crime scene photos. Well, I don't want to view that, but I probably will end up going and doing it because I'm I'm an impulsive motherfucker. I'm a bit desensitized from some things in horror movies. I'd be like, oh, yuck, but I'll stare at it like, damn. Should I look at it right now? Go ahead. I'll pause while you go ahead. Black Dahlia crime scene. Let's see what I'm about to see. Luckily, it's a black and white. Okay, and continuing on with the podcast. (laughs) I never want to have to look at that again. Yeah, it's not a fun... No. Have you seen the Jeffrey Dahmer? No, don't want to look at that. (laughs) Don't stop tempting me with these (laughs) strange things to stare at. Okay, well, don't. Okay, so um, one odd event in 1962 was when... Pauline Oten, at the young age of 27, jumped out of a window uh, following an argument with her estranged husband. She landed on George Giannini, who was 65 years of age, and was just taking a walk at the time. The impact killed both of them. There were no witnesses to the incident. Police thought it was some odd suicide pact between the pair. Subsequent investigation, however... Ruled it for Giannini. I don't know how to say his last name, sorry. It was ruled that he did not commit suicide and that she had fallen and hit him because his hands were in his pockets at the time and his shoes were still on his feet. So if he was to be falling from the great height that she was falling, I think she was on like the seventh floor or something. Right. Um, his shoes would have fallen off. Okay. So it was ruled that no, he was not... Uh, he did not commit suicide, but he was, in fact, killed by the impact of her committing suicide. Rough life. Yeah. Imagine just walking down the road, hands in your pockets, twiddling your thumbs. Isn't that, like, whistling. the oddest coincidence? Yeah. Like, you're just... Well, at this point, nothing's an odd coincidence <laughs> with that fucking hotel. You're just going for a little stroll, 
past the good old Cecil Hotel <laughs> and someone just falls out the fucking window and kills you. It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh, no, it's Pauline. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Is that her name? Pauline. Right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, it's <that was> terrible. <laughs> Anyways, continuing. Two years after, in 1964, a retired telephone operator named Pigeon Goldie Osgood. Name. <laughs> the pigeon. Yeah. It's in quotation, so I think it was a nickname. A nickname. Okay. Um, who had been a well-known and well-liked long-term resident at the hotel was found dead in her room. Let's bring it down a notch. <laughs> She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room ransacked. A man named Jacques B. Ellinger was charged with Osgood's murder, but he was later cleared, and her death remains unsolved. Another unsolved murder. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, mysterious deaths around this place. Yeah. Yeah. The most recent death, believed to be a suicide, occurred in 2015 when the body of a 28-year-old man was discovered outside the Cecil Hotel. People believe that he had jumped, but according to the LAPD, the cause of death hadn't been determined. So that could mean that he was dead before impact. Ah. Yeah, could have been a murder, but they don't know. God damn. Yeah. It's fucked up. This place is too much. We're yeah. never staying here, yeah, Belinda. No, we, oh, come on. The room rate's like $75 a night. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Oh, that's too expensive to no. die. <laughs> not paying 75 bucks a night to die. I'm sorry, this isn't Futurama and we don't have a suicide booth, okay? <laughs> we just have the Cecil Hotel. We just Hotel. have the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Or Death on Main Street or whatever the fuck the name of the hotel was. Uh, Stay on Main, I'm pretty sure. So, guests have reported the feeling of cold spots and shadowy figures in their rooms and throughout the hotel, of course. Many have experienced spirits tugging at their bedsheets. There are stories of people saying they have seen a woman who looks like Elizabeth Short and feeling like they're being watched in the hotel by her. Damn. Yeah. So, what you're all still listening for? The most famous recording of this paranormal act... Oh, wait, hold on. I jumped ahead. I jumped ahead of myself. But the most famous recording of these paranormal activities, though, um, was a photo taken by Costin Alderate. Alderate. Mm-hmm. Alderite, that sounds about right. A local resident. Costin took a photo of what looks to be a spectre hanging outside the fourth window of the hotel. It looks as if the figure is jumping or falling from the window more than just hanging there. The photo went viral and many links the uh, paranormal phenomenon to many suicides that have occurred during the hotel's operation. The young photographer said, uh, told reporters, when I looked at the window, it just looked kind of creepy to me. Then I showed my friend and he kind of freaked out. Just creeps me out still. He also claimed that the photo was causing him many a restless night's sleep. Ooh. Is this what you've got on the fucking thing? Yes. 
Oh, no. Do you see it? Yeah, I don't need you to enhance it. I can see it. That's enhanced. That is I did enhance not it. Not very nice to look at. So I can see like the legs. Yeah. Yep. And then like a torso. A man up there with a hat on though. Do you mm. see the hat? Like a bowler's bowler hat. Mm. You know, like the the yeah, evil guy know, who meet the Robinsons the wears. I don't see that, but I know the bowler hat you talk about. Oh, I see it and I see your face. I'm saying I'm gonna put it up on a page and you're gonna tell me if it's real or not. Hell yeah. Because it's real. <gasps> Alright, now for the thing that you have been waiting for, me. And I've been the most terrified of this whole time. Yes. But that's not why you're still listening to me ramble on about this hotel, is what I wrote. <laughs> you want to know the story behind the most viral security camera footage. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. In 2013, a guest of the hotel named Eliza Lamb went missing. Eliza Lam, also known by her Cantonese name, Lam Ho Yi, I think, born April 30, 1991. She was a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver and went missing at the start of February 2013. More than 15 days after she went missing, guests of the hotel began complaining that the water coming from the taps and showers was discoloured and tasted funny. Maintenance workers at the hotel discovered her body in the rooftop water tank when investigating guest complaints of problems with the water supply. The Cecil moved most of the guests staying there at the time to a different hotel, but 11 people chose to stay. They had to sign a waiver acknowledging the health risks of using the contaminated water. What kind of people are okay with dead body water? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. That's the name. I was yeah. like, that's a good name for the episode. Get your fresh bottled dead, dead body, body water. Sell that on your Patreon. But, um, she was dead in that yeah. tank for 15 days. Her disappearance went viral when five days prior to her body's discovery, the Los Angeles Police Department released video of the last time she was known to have been seen possibly on the day of her death <gasps> by an elevator security camera. In the footage, Eliza is seen exiting and re-entering the elevator, talking and gesturing in the hotel outside and sometimes trying to hide within the elevator. The elevator doors seem to be malfunctioning and not closing when Eliza presses buttons and waiting and waiting back. The video went viral on the internet, with many viewers reporting that they found it unsettling. Explanations ranged from claims of paranormal involvement to bipolar disorder from which she suffered. The circumstances of Eliza's, of Eliza's death, once she was found, also raised questions, especially in light of the Cecil's history in relation to other notable deaths and murders that I have already mentioned. Her body was naked with most of her clothes and personal effects floating in the water near her. It took the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office four months after repeated delays to release the autopsy report, which reports with no evidence of physical trauma and states that the manner of death was accidental, but many people believe she was murdered. Guess at the Cecil now, re now rebranded as Stay on Main. Yep, that's it. Sued the hotel over the accident over the incident, sorry. And Eliza's parents filed a separate suit later that year. The latter was dismissed in 2015. 
some of the early internet interest noted what were considered to be unusual similarities between Eliza's death and the 2005 horror film Dark Water. The case has since been referenced in international popular culture. The hotel, at the moment, has been closed for some time for upgrades, but doesn't show any sign of reopening to the public. So fucking creepy. So... Again, I urge you to go and watch the video of Eliza in the elevator. It's so creepy, but they found in her system, right? They found her bipolar medication in her system. Hmm. So They also have... found other substances. So it's like, was she tripping from those other substances? Or was she, like, and having a manic episode? Yeah. Or was but there something there or someone there? I... I... If I remember correctly, having looked into this before, wasn't the water tank that she had fallen into sealed? And it's on top of the roof. How would she have sealed it from inside? Yeah, that's the thing. Ugh. I'm not a fan of this There's no way that she would have been able to seal it. Absolutely no way. And a woman of her stature, she was like a little Cantonese woman. Hmm. Being able to climb up onto the top of that tank, even to open the door to get in. Yeah, it's fucking creepy. There's that 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 kept me up numerous nights in the past. I'm sorry to like do it to you that. again. <laughs> I'm sure you could have seen, you saw my reaction as soon as you mentioned it. I was like, oh, oh no, yeah. not this fucking story. The every article I um, was reading as well because I wanted to find more like ghostly things but all I, could, all I could find was that picture of the ghostly figure outside the window um, it kept popping up with the video and the video was like automatically about to play and I'm like no 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 don't play don't stop, play don't stop, play stop. I don't like that's I, I watched it chapter 2 pretty much by myself the other day and that's fine and I didn't nothing that actually didn't creep me out as much as the first time I saw it but I cannot watch that video again god are you watching it no i just accidentally oh, opened saw up the my dahlia. internet and saw the dahlia thing again why was her face slit open like the fucking jokers no one knows no one knows why not a fan anyway this is all this too creepy anyway Can so I... the cecil hotel paranormal shit i think it's like a, murder a place. gateway to hell. You know Something how like some places they're like, oh, in the basement, they like have strong energies and like it's a portal yeah. to hell. I think this place is the portal to hell. I think so. And I'm going to mention this. While I was researching it, I kept seeing something over here near my baskets. Don't tell me this shit. We're I'm smudging as soon as we get this episode done. I'm just telling you now. I don't like this episode anymore. <laughs> I'm so sorry to ruin you. I've been doing some really light-hearted ones lately, okay? I know. I had to come in with a fucking mood bringer downer. Who would have guessed with that dead body water? <laughs> Who would have guessed that paranormal and haunted shit would be so dark? <laughs> oh, who knew that most of it's around murder and yeah. suicide? Which, by the way, if you do need crisis resources, please reach out to your local resource centre or call your helplines. Thank you for that announcement. And we have no new reviews this week, so if you want to leave us a five-star review, we will read it out on the show. Bloody well do it. Just fucking follow us on our socials while we're at it. I'm just going to plug that here. 
finally got to 200 followers on Instagram. Yippee! <laughs> finally, after a whole fucking year. Yeah, you mean a poltergeist on all those lovely social medias. No. Even on OnlyFans. Nope. Get some naked ghost titty pics. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, are you ready for mine? be wearing sheets with little toe holes cut out. God. <laughs> are you ready for my story? Yes, I'm ready for it. Tell me, baby. Okay, Tell me. okay. This is 95% in my brain right now and not actually written down. So, in 1970, yeah, 1972, right? One hell of a year for Ohio. Ohio. In general. There were sightings of the Melonheads. There were sightings of the Ohio Grassman, which mm-hmm. is pretty much Bigfoot. Uh, you know, <laughs> there were sightings of the Loveland Frogman, and there was also sightings of one other creature that I'm going to discuss today. Oh shit! I'm oh, not a conspiracy yeah. theorist, but kind of. I mean, I, we don't believe the COVID conspiracy, <laughs> but pigeons but, are government agents. <laughs> <laughs> but what the hell was going on in 1972 in particular? Isn't that when, like, all the UFOs were just Uf- crashing everywhere? Yes. Okay. UFO sightings okay. were, like, up like mad. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm here with that. Yeah. I love me a pet alien. Yeah, so, like, aliens and shit. For sure. Or maybe 1972. But, I mean, when you think of classic movie monsters, babe, tell me, what are some of the first monsters that come to your mind? Vampires. Blobs. Flies. Fog. Mist. Keep going. Sea monsters, um, lagoon monsters. Keep going. Um, movie monsters. Movie monsters. Frankenstein's. Keep going. Um, nearly there. Um, werewolves. Bingo. Ding 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 ding. We have a wiener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have a wiener. So, I mean, there was yeah. also an actual sighting of a vampire in 1972 in Ohio as well, but that's a story for another day. Was it Damon? It wasn't Damon, babe. Was it? No. We're, we're t- Come on. <laughs> Today we're talking about... The Dogman slash Wolfman of Defiance, Ohio. Wait, is this just one of those guys that was really hairy and had to join <laughs> the circus? No, 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 no. It wasn't anything like that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... I I want to say that my favourite kind of encounters with these cryptid-like creatures are the ones where the police actually report on it themselves because then that puts like a kind of like an air of a... I don't know. I mean... I feel like a police officer isn't going to lie about seeing a giant frog man or a wolf man. Because they have to put their name to that report and that gets, like, written down in history. And they get scrutinised. Exactly. As we have learned from previous episodes. Exactly. So um, listen to the frog sorcerer if you... Yeah, that was a good one. Another Ohio great, the frog man. So, yeah. This one in particular is rather interesting because the police ended up putting a curfew on this whole town because they were hunting for a fucking werewolf. <laughs> it was really cool. It's really funny. All right, so this in... sounds like Teen Wolf or something. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's it, it. This is a light-hearted one. I'll tell you that immediately. I think we need this to end the episode. I agree. Everyone needs a little upper. <laughs> yeah, sorry to bring this all down. <laughs> so over the span of two months. From July 1972 and onward, the town of Defiance, Ohio, was terrorized 
by a wolf man. <laughs> so the very first encounter with the wolf man occurred by someone who didn't mention their name to police or they wanted to, uh, sorry, they wanted to keep themselves uh, anonymous. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Anonymous from the reports. But, yeah, the, the first ever encounter occurred by a night shift worker working in a train yard. They said that they were working between two cars and when they turned around they saw a very furry, eight-foot-tall, wolf-like humanoid creature standing in front of them with ripped clothes. Eight foot? Eight foot tall. Oh, An shit. enormous wolf-like creature. The face of which was like a German shepherd or a wolf. Okay, so this wolf man was about as tall as the tallest man in the world ever... Robert Wadlow, who was a staggering 8 foot and 11.1 inches. Exactly. And he, that guy, if you remember the... If you can envision... have If you've been to Ripley's Believe It or Not, and you've <laughs> walked past that fucking thing... Wax that, sculpture thing. The, the Robert Wadlow sculpture, that sculpture, sorry, that just stands up as you walk past. If you've walked past that and been like, oh shit, giant, imagine a wolf. Yep. Precisely. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, that's what yeah, we're imagining. Okay, well, that's fucking terrifying. Exactly, that is terrifying, isn't it? And you'd think that a creature like that, a huge wolf-like creature with immense furry claws and huge gnashing teeth, would attack that man with said teeth and claws, right? Yeah. Wrong. No. The wolf man <laughs> was armed just... with a brick. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh fuck! <laughs> what? And you know what he did? He whacked that, that railroad worker with the brick. What the fuck? <laughs> but luckily, I think the railroad worker managed to get slightly out of the way and it only hit his shoulder. And then the eight-foot-tall savage wolfman retreated. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking hit him with a brick? Yep. You have those powerful jaws and claws and you go for a brick. <laughs> yep. Practical. <laughs> That's like if Mouse just threw a ball at you instead yeah, of biting yeah. at your ankles. Yeah, right. What? So the man <laughs> goes. The man goes and reports this to the police, and the police obviously take it with a grain of salt. The thinking, police are like, "It's the seventies. What type of acid have you taken?" Yeah, you're either an idiot or someone's come up to you dressed in a werewolf costume and just hit you. Was this during October? No, July to August. Oh, okay. So it wasn't Halloween. But guess what time it was? The full moon. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So makes over, sense. over the next couple of weeks, a few more reports come in. One more from a railway worker. A railway worker? Working on the night shift. Oh, shit. This fellow is working with an air hose... Kneeling down, in his periphery as he's looking down whilst kneeling, he sees two enormous furry feet. Get the fuck out. As he looks up, he sees the eight-foot-tall wolf man standing in front of him. How big were those feet? Very large. And guess what he's armed with this time? Is it a brick? It's not a brick. It's a two-by-four. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) 
fucking so is he just like going to what's a it's not Home funny. Depot. It's like Home Depot and just grabbing the nearest <laughs> mm, what will I attack with to tonight? Use. But this time What's he'd... next week? A steel beam? <laughs> <laughs> Piece of rebar. <laughs> Oh shit, he's Just got a, a rake. Bit of drywall. Is it drywall? Drywall. <laughs> drywall. Drywall. Yeah, so. A couple it, of tiles just like flinging them at you like frisbees. <laughs> <laughs> this time, luckily, the man didn't get hit with the 2x4, but I want to say I suspect that maybe the air gun he had maybe looked somewhat like a gun so the werewolf was like fuck i don't want to get shot i'm out of here this is a very intelligent werewolf yeah yeah right he immediately retreated back to the woods this is a joke this is not real you're pranking no no no, no, i'm being serious another (laughs) another (laughs) encounter came from another one of the railway workers who said pretty well a similar encounter that he just saw the thing like walking by with a two by four and uh, it looked very woolly. <laughs> so at this point, the police have now had three encounters with a wolf man. So they have to take this thing seriously. So the media get a hold of this and they start running these stories. And poor Defiance becomes an absolute shit show of tourists coming to find the wolf man. <laughs> um, The wolf man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just from like California, just coming into yeah. Ohio. So, with these, uh, with the news reports sort of coming out, people begin coming forward, admitting that they didn't really want to be under scrutiny and wanted to, you know, keep themselves, you know, they didn't want people thinking they were eccentric or, or mad by so saying, Hey, I saw a wolf man. Yeah, they started coming forward with their stories, and some of them had pretty good merit. Uh, one man, this one doesn't have his good parent, but one man says he was walking home and he suddenly felt like he was being followed, so he ran. <laughs> and that's what he reported to the police. Okay, so do many women, but okay. Yeah. He didn't see anything, but he just felt really uneasy. He's like, you know what, something's fucking watching me, I'm gonna just run home. <laughs> he, had a, he, he got anxiety and he reported oh, it as the police, uh, to the police as the wolfman. Uh, another lady, over the span of this week, the couple weeks that the people this were seeing the Wolfman, uh, she, her property, backed, her property backed onto the railroad, so she would often spend some nights sort of looking out after the media report had come, but she reported to police that over that time during the full moon and whatever, uh, she would hear occasionally. What sounds like her door trying to be open, like a front door, her locked door, like the door handle jiggling. And she would go downstairs and she would hear like this baleful howling coming from her front door, like as the door was being opened. Do you know what I think's happened? What? It's been like a group of men. Teenagers. That have just gotten together in 1972 and was like, alright. You dress up like a frog. <laughs> you dress up yeah. with like a melon head. You, you're so fucking tall. Get some stilts. Yeah, you're a wolf man. You know, like you know, it's a good because hey, it's like. Do a... you want to be a bigfoot? Like, yeah. I swear, this is some group of like fucking Scooby Doo hooligans. <laughs> they would have gotten away this with is... it too if it wasn't for that darn dog. 
So, I'm, I'm imagining like a person in a hoodie, but they've got their like dog on their shoulders, and the do- that's why they're so tall, and their German Shepherd's heads just like out the top of the hoodie. <laughs> and he's just got a two by four over his shoulder. Um, anyway, good so boy, yeah, good job. Yeah, some other reports started coming in. Uh, people saying that they'd seen the Wolfman. Uh, lurking around in a section of woods near the railway, and just general things like that. But no one ever spotted the Wolfman again after August, and ever since then it's been a complete mystery as to whether or not the Wolfman was truly a werewolf or just some guy in disguise. Or the mystery gang came and like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mystery machine pulled up the and fucking solved the... The gang came along and was like... Solved the ah, defiance it's werewolf the yeah. It's old man Jenkins. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is hilarious. Old man Jenkins. This is hilarious. And yeah. The, the yeah, there's tons of news articles. Uh, some people actually had scratches on their doors from this thing trying to get in, apparently. So, and they like took photos and evidence of the scratches on the doors. Uh, yeah, other people just reported stuff like that. That's just so, so, so interesting. Anywhere else in the US that just started reporting werewolves after August? That is a very good question, and one I maybe, will look into and answer next week. Maybe it jumps state to state. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And then maybe someone was like, get off of my property, and shot him, because that sounds like a thing. Mm. One one thing that the police did do was, from all the reports that they got, they actually drew got a, a sketch artist to draw no. a, a... show me. A, <laughs> a composite? Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good. And you know what? Composites back in those days never really looked like what the actual person looked like. Because <laughs> um, if you look at the composite of the Golden State Killer to the man... Who was actually the Golden State Killer? Yeah, it's not... <laughs> not the barely. same. I mean, it's not really a composite, but it's kind of it just an like interesting a, photo. A werewolf? Come. Oh, oh, oh. Getting ads popping up on my phone. Oh, is it all your girlfriends? Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Looks like a werewolf. Yeah, it's pretty much just... With gangly arms. A werewolf, yeah. So, yeah, the main thing that all the people said, that the the werewolf always had torn clothing, and <laughs> but all of its body was covered in fur, not, like, even under the torn clothing so i mean i mean that can easily be done with like a visual well with effects like a uh, makeup and costumes and things but in the 70s i assume that you know those sorts of costumes even full body costumes uh were more difficult to come by especially believable ones okay there was a um a werewolf movie came out in 1972, The fur- the Fury of the Wolfman, Moon of the Wolf in 1971, Werewolves on Wheels, so maybe, maybe... It was one of the workers. Maybe it was Easy promotion for their movies. The Werewolf versus Vampire Woman. So, I mean, maybe 
someone got inspired and dressed up and was like, I'm a werewolf, look at my torn clothes, and I just stuffed my dog's fur in here. I mean, I think they took it too far when they hit that first guy with a brick. brick. (laughs) That's when they were like, you know what, we'll tone it down. Two by four. Yeah, two by four. (laughs) And if they look at you, just run away. Just run away. If they've got an air gun, they could just easily blow off all the fur. So, (laughs) Uh, All right, well, that's all I have for today. That was fucking good. I liked Thanks, that babe. one. Yeah, that really silly. brought the mood back up. <laughs> a bit silly. <laughs> After that terrifying... I'm not looking forward to editing this in the morning. <laughs> you've got to listen to it all again. Yeah. Well, I've got to work, so I can't do it for you. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you very much for listening today. Yeah, dankeschön, dankeschön, dankeschön. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at You Mean a Poltergeist. Join our Patreon, You Mean a Poltergeist. You can find our merch over at Redbubble and TeePublic. That's it. You Mean Poltergeist. Everything is. Well, actually, Redbubble, it's Yamap. Y-M-A-A-P. Thanks for joining us. We hope you have a lovely day. And don't forget to exercise regularly. Why, thank you. Oh, oh.